For Arizona Public Media, I'm Leslie Tolbert, Regents Professor Emerita in Neuroscience at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Our guest today is Richard Simpson, Associate Professor in Nutritional Sciences with a joint appointment in Pediatrics. Ricky studies the complicated relationship between exercise and stress. Thanks for visiting with us. Thank you, Leslie. Thanks for having me. So you're particularly interested in the effects of exercise and stress on our immune system. Give us the big picture of the interplay between exercise stress and immunology. There are certain hormones that are released by the body when we're stressed, and those same hormones are also released uh, by the body when we exercise. But sometimes they can have very, very different effects on the immune system. So one of the hormones I'm interested in is is epinephrine, and it's one of those fight-or-flight hormones that's released... uh, you know, if you're uh, if you're exercising, if you're if you're apprehensive, and what we know that the, the epinephrine does is it activates many cells of the immune system, but it appears that epinephrine is priming the immune system for a potential uh, challenge. What we see when people exercise or people are stressed is there is a a very immediate and very robust mobilization of various immune cells from the the tissues into the blood compartment. We think of exercise and stress in a way separately, and your point is that the body is looking at exercise as a potential threat, as well as being, of course, good for us in many other ways. There's this idea of chronic stress, and you know, if you're chronically exposed to high levels of, levels of stress, then it is detrimental to health. I mean, we know that. It's also detrimental to the immune system, it impairs many different aspects of the immune system. But what I'm really interested in is, a, is, is the short-term stress effects, you know, that fight-or-flight response, which in contrast to chronic stress is actually very beneficial. So it's a very immediate, very robust response. So that takes us to your work with cancer. You're very interested in, in the role of exercise in possibly treating cancer. Tell us about that. So, yes, yeah, so I'm interested in how exercise can affect cancer from two standpoints, essentially. One of the procedures I I mentioned earlier was cell therapy and stem cell transplantation. And these come in many different shapes and forms, but but, but one of the types of cell therapies I'm interested in are what's called allogeneic cell therapy. What does that mean? It really means that you're taking cells from someone else and then giving it to a cancer patient. In these particular circumstances, you're always getting cells from the blood compartment. Of, of these healthy donors. And sometimes cells are just very few number in the blood. They might not be activated. They might not be the best cells that are ready to, to be given to patients. And we've been asking simple questions. Well, in, instead of collecting these cells from the blood compartment of a healthy person when they're resting, why don't we exercise them? Because when, when they exercise, I mean, the, the numbers of certain immune cells can quadruple almost instantaneously. And a lot of these cells that flood the blood compartment are very useful cells for treating cancer and and cell therapy. So we've been doing lots of experiments where we'll take healthy people, we'll ask them to exercise, we collect their blood when they're resting and and during exercise, and then we look at how well these cells can kill cancer cells, how well they respond to to viruses, uh, how well we can manufacture cells to recognize specific targets for therapy. And you even see effects after single bouts of exercise? Yep, just one bout of exercise. That's absolutely astounding. So you also are doing work on uh, space flight and its interaction with the immune system and uh, exercise. Tell us about that project. One of the concerns about long-duration space travel, so we're, we're talking about future missions to Mars, essentially. 
is we've known for a long time that, that viruses that we're already infected with can reactivate when we're stressed. Um, and, and this is more of a problem for chronic stress as opposed to the acute stress response I was talking about earlier. But for 25, 30 years, we know that astronauts reactivate latent herpes viruses. So these are viruses that would cause cold sores or, or shingles. Um, and, and, and these are viruses when you're infected with them, they stay in your body for, for the rest of your life. But when you're healthy, your immune system is, is well-equipped and, and, and competent enough to keep these viruses under control. But for some reason, when astronauts go to space, the immune system is dysregulated in some way, and it's allowing these viruses to, to reactivate. Thanks very much, Ricky. We've been talking with Ricky Simpson in Nutritional Sciences and Pediatrics about striking effects that exercise has on our immune responses. You can hear this in all Arizona Science Conversations at azpm.org slash Arizona Science. I'm Leslie Tolbert.